Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Epic Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Meekham. Very happy to have two of my favorite people from the Epic program today. It's Laura Holtrip-Cole and Judy Harris, our knowledgeable dietitians. Do we call you dietitians? You call us dietitians. Yeah, now you can call us registered dietitian nutritionists. Okay, I we like put it. put it all in one package so we wouldn't be missing anything, right? We are here, though, to chat about National Nutrition Month, which is March. And we talk about nutrition frequently. And March gives us that opportunity to dial in a little bit more than we normally do. So, Judy, can you tell us what is National Nutrition Month? It's an important message. Health is really based off of several key things that we know make a difference in our quality and quantity, duration of life. Nutrition is one of them. So this gives us an opportunity to have a platform, to promote it, to to market it, to brand it, to bring it to everyone's attention. There's lots of little things that you can do on a daily basis to get a good, healthy lifestyle going without a lot of effort. So it's kind of our role to come up with some of these concepts. And so like most professional associations, we have this opportunity for this platform. It's kind of nice to have something come along, just remind you. And it's kind of a vehicle for that, I think. It's, uh, hey, this month, remember, this matters. Your nutrition has a little bit of impact on your health. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. A little bit. A lot of it. A lot of it. it. Look at our situation with comorbidities with COVID. I mean, we have a high prevalence of obesity and diabetes, and these are generally related to our food intake and our lifestyle. I mean, it's also our physical movement, but mostly our intake. You know, you really can't burn off a donut. So you eat part of a donut, you eat a donut once a month or part of a donut. You know, there's all these different ways that registered nutritionists, registered dietitians can really help with strategies that can make it doable. I think the value that I see in having an observance like National Nutrition Month is we hear all the time, you got to eat healthy, got to eat healthy. But how often do you really stop and think about what that means? It's just something that usually just in one ear and out the other. But hopefully when you have an event or an observance like this, hopefully some people are taking a little more pause to think about what it really is that we're eating on a daily basis and how that can be improved and what impact that can have in your life. Yes. Yes. And I don't know about you, Dave, but it just feels like the perfect time right now because our weather's warming up and people are getting out a little more and maybe feeling a little bit more positive about life. So why not put a little more positive energy into our food and what we're eating and cooking? I think that's a great point, Laura. We all know that, especially during those cold winter months and around Christmas and Thanksgiving, we're eating a lot of comfort foods, perhaps not the healthiest foods. But in the summertime, I think a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but a lot of people when they're more active, seem to eat a little bit better when you're out there and moving. And for whatever reason, we select and choose better things to put into our body. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that I think it kind of feeds off. If you eat poorly, you kind of get sluggish. You don't feel the best. I mean, there's lots of data supporting that kind of thing. It cycles into less movement, less exercising, less doing positive things, getting out, socializing, demeanor can change. And so it's this cycle that kind of perpetuates. So again, with maybe looking a little bit more positively if we can with COVID and we're getting vaccinations under control, like Laura said, I think this is a really good time to think about taking care of ourselves a little bit more. And I like to say, Dave, not so much eating healthy. They don't want to hear that from a dietitian. You know, they can hear it from someone else, but that's the last thing. So I always think about what is really tasty 
And then really work on what is really savory and tasty, not necessarily just a greasy French fry. I mean, sure, sometimes if they're made really well, they can be tasty, but we sometimes just kind of go overboard on things because it's got fat and salt or maybe sugar in it. So really savoring the curries and the fresh thyme in a food that you can put or different things that are very simple to grab and put in can make such a difference in quality of food that you really enjoy. And you find that you're cooking for flavor, not so much grabbing for something that's not healthy and inadvertently making things that are a little healthier. Just a thought, you know? Right. And we break the month down. Each week has a theme, right? Yeah. Yes. And the overall theme this year is personalize your plate, which is a really good reminder that one way of eating isn't going to work for everybody. And so it's important to spend some time to figure out what works for you and can really energize you and fuel you the best that it can. I like that. Judy was just mentioning ways to make food taste better. She mentioned curries. I'm not a big curry guy. I don't really like curries, but there's going to be a bunch of other ways for me to spice up food that I do enjoy. And that's the personalization part of it. Exactly. If you can connect to something that you like, and that's why dietitians are so valuable, I think, because they can create that dialogue and kind of help you fish around for those things that work best for you, because there's a million ways to slice it and what works for you. And that's what we try to bring out a lot of different concepts and ideas so that maybe, oh, someone will say, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I haven't thought about that for a while or something, but. Yeah, it even happens to the best of us dietitians. I, <laughs> the other day, hey, I. Dietitians are human? I know, Dave. It's when hard did to believe. that happen? <laughs> I mean, um, it, it is hard to remember that too, which maybe March is a good time to remember that we are human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not part of this conversation. <laughs> But no, I, I um, pan sauteed some asparagus spears and my partner mentioned how much he loved them. And I was kind of like, uh, we have vegetables every night, just salt and pepper and a little lemon. But it kind of reminded me that, oh yeah, I've been in a rut and I do a lot of roasted vegetables and just a little tweak, like hearing a little different can really make a difference in, in how someone might experience that food. But roasting, that's great. You do such great job, Laura, with roasting vegetables. You can roast anything and it just pops the flavor. Anything from cashews and almonds that you get at the bin in the store, just put it 400 degrees, turn the oven off and you've got them on a cookie sheet. Just let them sit for a while and they pops the flavor. Put that on salads. You can put that in stir fry. You know, you can do anything with it. And vegetables, Laura, you got it down. That it, They taste so amazing to put in anything. You know, just throw it on the side or with rice or in a salad. But yeah, there's lots of ways to do things. One of the ways my wife prepares veggies that I really like. She'll take uh, some summer squash, you know, yellow squash or zucchini, whatever, and chop it up and put in a little bit of olive oil and just fry it that way in a healthy oil. And then she'll sprinkle Parmesan cheese on top of it. And that is so good. And you can do the same kind of thing between what I said and what you said. You can do parsnips or potatoes, carrots, different kinds of vegetables, and put it on a cookie sheet too, and just roast it. A little toss, a little of olive oil, salt and pepper. It goes a long way. If you want to put a little bit of seasoning and Parmesan or something, the same thing. Right. Yeah. So good. So, so each week has its theme. What are those themes? So week one is eating a variety of nutritious foods every day. Okay. Getting your vegetables in, getting your fruits and that protein in your whole grains. So kind of a fun one. That can mean you a know, lot of things. Mixing it up. Yeah, I like it. I love my plate, just the visual concept of a half of a plate is fruits and vegetables. That's just a really easy way that I always think about serving a plate and teaching the kids. You know, we, we do these kind of concepts with our Top Star program with the kids. And I love that. They come back to the moms and say, the dads, 
you know, what they learned. And that's a great way to get the kids involved in setting their own plates. Some of the other ideas they have on here are to hydrate. We always talk about water. So staying hydrated when the summer starts coming in and avoiding distractions while eating. So there's a lot of really good research and we celebrate family meals and eating together because that's time to be unplugged and socialize and make it a social event as opposed to eating in front of screens. There's a lot of components that we can pull into this giant nutrition umbrella. You mentioned the kids getting involved. Next month, we're going to be talking about National Garden Month and talking about getting kids involved in gardening. That's another great way to do that. So there's a lot of moving pieces involved in nutrition. And that's why it's so great, this theme of personalizing your plate. What are our other themes, Laura, for the rest of the month? Yeah, so week two is plan your meals for each week. And I like this one because I I think eating healthy is really dependent on planning, even though planning can mean different things for different people. I I had a friend who uses an Excel spreadsheet to plan her meal, (laughs) which I would never, ever do, but it works for her. Another way you can plan is just plan to have all the food groups in your house and make some flexible meals out of that. But it can really go from very detailed to not so detailed. And I love that, Laura, because that's, you know, when people hear something like plan, I think that's lovely how you described it because exactly, you know, it means different things to different people, but having some consciousness to it rather than being really hungry, coming home and grabbing what a bowl of cereal and something that's not so healthy or you're going shopping. Oh my goodness. That's a disaster. You know, if you're hungry and you go down the aisles that are create temptations, setting yourself up for success requires just a little bit of thought, but not necessarily a lot of effort or work or time. And just so we're clear, planning ahead doesn't mean it's McDonald's on Monday and Wendy's on Tuesday and pizza on Thursday. You know, it's, this is cooking, right, Laura? Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, and when you go out being conscientious of what you're choosing, and maybe you plan that celebratory meal when you go out, when the pandemic is over, (laughs) or you're getting takeout now, and you plan that so it's a special event. It's not an every night thing. Yeah. And you can plan ahead for healthy takeout. So there's even options there, right? That's a good point, Dave, because you have to be a little savvy to know how to look for those healthy foods. You can, but it's definitely tricky. So I think I like the way Laura said, you know, you, you can plan it and build it in, but obviously Dave, yeah, weekly, daily is not, and <laughs> yeah. it gets you there to your goal, you know? Hard on the budget too. So what do we have on tap for week three, Laura? Week three is learn skills to create tasty meals, which we touched on earlier when Judy was talking about um, preparing things differently in a way that will taste good for you and, and taking the time to figure out what that is. And cooking skills are something everybody can use. Yep. I think every ounce of energy you put into learning how to cook and make good food, you get the benefit exponentially. And it really can be quite a social fun event, you know, whether you're dating someone or you have a partner or you have friends over. I mean, to me, that's really fun. When I have friends over, I love, or family, I love cooking in the kitchen. We always end up in the kitchen and there's all different skill levels. Some people don't cook at all. Some people are kind of in the middle and some people that are really competent or are really good at recipe following, which really, if you are good at cooking, that's great. But if you're not, you can just do a search and find recipes and it's not rocket science, you know? And if you have those staples on hand, like Laura said, you have, you know, a few things on hand, then it becomes part of your repertoire to pull from when you need, you know, you have bouillon for a stock. Now you may not make a stock yourself and freeze it, you know? but you can have some bouillon cubes in the pantry. So there's so many things that if you just get the basics down, you'll find it is so rewarding. 
Fortunately, I'm married to a woman who is a fantastic cook because I'm a disaster in the kitchen. So it works for us that way. <laughs> ah, there you go. So it can still be social, right? Do you hang Absolutely. out with her sometimes? Of course. And the kids are, you know, their, your girls are all there in there too to learn. And- yeah. And, and I've got a daughter who is getting into cooking as well. And she loves to go in there and bake. So it is a family thing. Well, Barb, invite me over. I'd love to be in her kitchen. <laughs> Anytime. So Laura, what's next? What's week four? Week four is maybe our favorite. Talk to a registered dietitian, which, (laughs) yeah, we love it. And we are just full of ideas and wisdom and years of science classes that a lot of people didn't have to take and they can benefit from us. I don't care who you are. There's something you can learn from a registered dietitian. They're just, yeah, we didn't, we didn't take that biochemistry for nothing. Right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's great. And, There are a lot of registered dietitians around and there's actually a search engine online that you can find one that's close, right? Yes. You can visit eatright.utah.org to find a dietitian near you. A neat thing about dietitians too, is I think a lot of people come to us and ask us for meal plans and um, we can do you one better where we can teach you how to create your own meal plans, which in the long run can be so much more empowering. I like it. And we'll put that link in the show notes for anybody who wants to check it out and see if you can find a dietitian, if you have that desire to go visit one. This has been a lot of fun speaking with my dietitians. Thank you for joining me today. This has been fun chatting about nutrition and National Nutrition Month, and we'll have you back. to chat. We're going to check on you. We're going to check on you, Dave, and see what you picked up, what you're going to do this month. Okay. We're going to follow up with you. No Personalize your plate. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thanks, you guys. And thanks for joining us this week on the Epic Podcast.